Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to yeah. that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. This interview is brought to you by Paul Sadler Swimland, the survival specialists. Book your children's swimming lessons now for a safer summer. I love summer because my family and I love going to the beach. We love playing in pools. Uh, It also ties the kids out. It's fabulous. It feels really good. Swimming, of course, is an integral part of the Australian identity. Whether it's beaches, pools, lakes or creeks, we all like a dip to cool off. But every summer, there are children who drown, often due to lack of supervision. Children under five are the age group most at risk of drowning, according to the Royal Life Saving Association. Joining us now to take us through how we can prepare our little ones and ourselves for the summer is Ross Gage. He's the CEO of the Australian Swim Schools Association. Hi, Ross. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Very well with yourself. Good, thank you. Um, Let's start back when children are quite small, what do adults need to be aware of when their children are, let's say, they've just started to crawl? They're crawling, especially when they're mobile, that's where the risks increase enormously. Uh, There's really sad stories of children being able to get through the doggy holes um, uh, indoors and get out towards schools. So that mobility really increases the in, increases the risks. The under fives, as you mentioned earlier, is by far the, the greatest risk area. But if you go right back to those little babies, um, sadly, every year a number uh, drown in bathtubs. So that goes back to supervision, which is around pools and everything. Supervision is absolutely critical. Constant adult supervision keeping the babies and the young children within arm's reach. And, of course, just because we teach our children to swim doesn't mean we can stop supervising them. Um, But what age should we start getting our kids into swimming lessons? Well, four months is uh, a generally accepted starting age now. That sounds so young. (laughs) Well, it is, it is. But by um, some some start even even younger, but... um, it's absolutely critical that the teachers are trained to be able to uh, to teach the skills uh, at that age. And it's very much interacting with the parents. They teach through the parents. So it's a time for wonderful parental involvement in, uh, in there and the parent bonding is fabulous. But by the time they're four months of age, they're starting to get into a routine uh, generally. They've had their inoculations, they've got a, a constant medical history, their immune system's quite strengthened. So they're pretty much ready to go there as, as a good guide. But parental involvement is fabulous and it can be such a wonderful experience. But what are babies actually learning at that age, Ross? Uh, they're going to be able to learn breath control uh, and that, um, and then different skills as well. So the breath control is a precursor to be able to do submersions. Uh, they'll be able to learn to turn around. And if you think in terms of safety skills, a lot of uh, the drownings happen where children are falling in. So falling in, being able to turn around and then develop their grasp, grip, gripping uh, ability is is great there. 
Now, different around that age, they can still learn some different floating skills, some back floating skills. Uh, but particularly uh, with with those skills, it's absolutely imperative that there's no force used. It's got to be an enjoyable process that the children are ready for and they're developmentally appropriate for them. So I have seen, uh, my kids started swimming lessons quite young and there was always a baby in the class who hated being in the pool and would scream and scream and scream. If a parent has a child like that who just seems to hate the water, what do you suggest they do? Is it better just to give it a rest and come back later or do you push through? Uh, Well, they should engage in a range of strategies. Definitely don't force the child to to be doing skills that, that, that they're not ready for and they, and they don't want to do. No place for force and that can just turn them off uh, for life. And you know, who wants to be traumatised and, and not loves um, being able to swim at another time? Different strategies. So you should be able to speak with the swim school about strategy. Sometimes... Uh, you'd be able to isolate into another part of the pool and just play some games and just to calm down that way. Uh, importantly, it's try and find out why they're crying in the first place. If they're hungry or they're tired, well, there's no use in, pu- in pushing along. If they need um, some cuddling, well, do some cuddle time and, and relax there. Try and find out why they're upset, why they're crying, and then take the appropriate action after that. Don't keep persisting and forcing and and making it into a terrible experience. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Ross Gage. He's the CEO of the Australian Swim Schools Association. We're talking about what is the best age to start swim classes with your child. You can start as young as four months of age, which is, is sounds very young, but they can still learn their, some skills there. Most importantly, what Ross was talking about is the ability to turn around and hang on to the side of the pool. Um, Ross, if someone's looking for a swim school, how are there any markers as to what makes a good one? Yeah, it should be a range of things. Well, uh, firstly, look to, to see if they're a, a member of the Australian Swim Schools Association. But different schools will have some different approaches depending on their, uh, their curriculum and the layout of the pool. So then start to look for and certainly ask around and reputation and, and um, being able to get uh, accreditation that way is very important. So it should be a friendly, helpful uh, place. The pool should be very clean and well-maintained, particularly for the younger ones. The water and air temperature should, should be nice and, and comfortable um, so they that experience is in, enhanced and that will also help them relax and, and learn better. Uh, the teachers should have a, a recognised national qualification. Um, the primary one there at the moment would be Oswin, but a recognised national accreditation, and that philosophically, and it should be very much like a, a really good kindy and crèche in early childhood education, where it's very child-centred, uh, parental involvement is in, uh, encouraged, the classes should be small, uh, and ability grouped uh, where, where that's appropriate. Usually, 30 minutes is plenty for a lesson. Uh, and if we go back to the the baby and the, and the toddler who might be a little bit upset, if it is a 30-minute lesson and 20, 
right for them at that particular day just do the 20 minutes don't sort of get fixated on you have to push out the you know the 20 minutes there but that child-centered part is is very important and there'll be a mix of integrating developing swimming skills and water safety skills should all be integrated in there okay and uh when let's say your kid's been going to classes for a while, is there a certain age that you would expect a child to be able to swim on their own without you in the water with them? Uh, well, it'll depend on how often they they go and how regularly they go. It, it's very dependent on on the individual and being conscious, just like in school, not trying to compare child to child. They'll progress along at different rates. If they, uh, there's plenty of examples of, say, two-year-olds, for example, who can swim across the pool. Now, they're not doing Olympic strokes or anything like that, but they can certainly propel themselves along, control their breathing, get their breathing in, and be very mobile. Uh, and by the time they're, they're getting around five or six, they can actually do their strokes um, quite well. And this all depends on what's time they started and how regularly they had their lessons. I think for uh, as a parent to feel really comfortable in knowing that you've given your child a great swimming education and we're not talking about them getting ready for the Olympics but to give them a really good swimming and water safety education if you can progress along, invest in them until they can do around 400 metres and that'll be having a mix of water safety skills in there. By that stage, you've really set your child up for a fantastic uh, life and, and, an, and an, extra, an Australian experience. Are you saying 400 metres um, in one go? You're saying to do the laps like that? Uh, well, that would be ideal, but having little rests every so often and, you know, you can judge I think that. there are a few uh, adults who are great. quite shocked. <laughs> they oh, probably can't well, do it themselves. <laughs> oh, well, there'd be plenty of uh, adults who can't do it, uh, unfortunately. But if this is like a goal to be able to, to aim for. If you've got your child to that, you could feel extremely comfortable. There's a lot of children um, that's been shown by the time they finish primary school can't do 50 metres of swimming and that's really sad in Australia. Uh, Let's say your child has got to that point. Um, My daughter, for example, she is six. She can swim on her own in the pool. Um, What do parents need to be aware of once they feel confident that their child can swim on their own? Right, and that's going to be a little bit depending on their age and also actually how well they can swim. If we go back to those drowning statistics, the um, the one common thread across all those drownings is the lack of constant adult supervision. So even if the child can swim, that constant adult supervision has to be there. And that's very absolutely critical for under fives and non-swimmers staying within arm's reach. Now, as soon as they get older than that or they're becoming really super confident swimmers, you can then start to not ease back on the supervision, but you, you don't need to be within arm's reach. You can stay back. But that constant adult supervision is, is critical. So how old is your daughter, this particular one? Uh, she's six. She's six. Well, and... And by the sounds of it, it's done quite a few swimming lessons and 
comfortable and you're going to be able to relax your your adult supervision because she's of the age and and that and uh and having those abilities but still you still going to have to be around uh and it's one of the ones where it's actually where a number of the fatal drownings um, occur at, around that age is where at parties and while while your daughter might be a good swimmer, there's going to be other children there who aren't, and it's really critical that there's a designated pool watcher at a at a party. And this is like a really good tip for parents to say, okay, parents, it's your turn, uh, Mr. X, or and then and have a designated pool watcher, and it's their job to be watching. There is no. Uh, distractions with mobile phones or drinking. They've got 15 minutes, 20 minutes, what it is to to really oversee all those children in that party and then they can switch that along. So that, that constant adult supervision is critical. Ross, thank you so much for your time today. That's fine. I hope there's um, some good tips and some good information there. Definitely. Thank you so much. That was Ross Gage. He's the CEO of the Australian Swim Schools Association. To find out more about the best swim school for your family and water safety, just head to our website. That's kindling.com.au and search swim. This interview was brought to you by Paul Sadler Swimland, the survival specialists. Book your children's lesson now for a safer summer. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.